Hey everybody and welcome to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba. How's it? And special guest Joe Sambo. What's up? Thanks so much for being here, man. All Aloha. the way from Florida for yes, this sir. one. But we'll talk about your New Hampshire roots. This is Bruno, by the way. Bruno's saying Oh yeah, too. Bruno's, Bruno's <laughs> here. Apparently he wants to hang out. Um... Before we begin, let me remind everybody of where you can see the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. I screwed that up in the last podcast now that I think about it. You can watch the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or one more place. Damn it. Uh, normally, I have my notes on me. YouTube? What? YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or one more place. You can watch the thing. But just just go to one of those two and yeah, give give us a subscription and all that stuff. Um, We'd like to thank Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Mm -hmm. who is uh, still looking for workers if you want a summer job, as well as uh, Ruga Market for sponsoring the show. Food is always excellent over there. We're eating some boiled peanuts on the side (laughs) before Mm -hmm. we started this thing, and um, you can find Devin at Kumu ninety four point seven in the mornings, and then. Kyle at highlife808.com for the t-shirts, the Colt Brennan stuff, all that jazz. And don't forget to rate us on uh, iTunes and all that stuff. Uh, please give us five stars. If you don't want to do that, then don't don't worry about the Yeah, yeah, you don't thing. have to rate us it's, if you're not going to do the five totally stars. It's totally fine. Uh, and also, Ford Ruger Market doing a special, which is very, very cool. Yes. Uh, which is if you buy a... Plate A, which is the Hawaiian plate. Mm-hmm. With, a, with a coupon that you can show, you get a free bag of boiled peanuts. Yeah, the famous boiled peanuts. So yeah. information will be posted below on YouTube and um, Instagram and, Instagram and, and stuff, stuff, and you guys can follow that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now that we got that all out of the way, Joe, I'm so happy <laughs> that you're here. Yeah. So we just met like, yes, like five minutes ago. And what happened was, uh, like I was telling Joe, so the High Session show, we've been doing this for 10 years. Not the podcast, but the, the music <laughs> portion of the show, you know? And... Um, People all the time will message and they'll say, hey, you know, like we're coming into town or we're doing this or can you feature that? And, and I try to take a look at everything and see if it would fit within the show and, and this uh, and whatnot. And um, many times it doesn't. Sometimes it does. But then, you know, logistically, sometimes people are just not here. They're in another state or they're in Mexico or, you know, Spain or something like that. And it's, it's great. But I, I don't know how to coordinate. We have such a small budget, you know. But um, when uh, when Joe's manager Paul sent me the videos and stuff, you shot with Sugar Sh- Sugar Shack Sessions, which I love those guys. You know, I've <laughs> talked to them before, like you know when they were starting their show. But I can never say the name Sugar Shack Sessions. It's such Sugar a, Shack Sessions. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> but he sent me those videos. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like Thanks, your man. your stuff, and then. I went online and I started reading about you because I'm like, okay, if he's going to come and sit down and do an interview. And I'm like, because you have this like Southern Cal, like reggae sound. Like, and it, I found out you're from New England. Yeah. I was like, whoa, how does that make it all over here? So, so kind of tell us about your musical upbringing and how you got into this, this sound that you have. Well, um, for the most part, I, ha- I have a very musical family, first off. So okay. I grew up around music. I've been singing since I was a kid. And um, I don't know. I was in a metal band growing up, and really? I, I've, as far as genres, I never really picked one. I always kind of chose my favorite stuff and tried to create my own thing. And uh, when I started playing reggae, I was working at a record store back home called Bull Moose Music, and I just I started smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Which someone was like, "You got to start stores, listening yeah. to reggae," and somebody showed me Marlon Asher, Ganja Farmer. Okay. And then, and then um, I was reacquainted with Sublime. I really got into Sublime, mm. and and then um, from there, um, learning about Sublime and understanding like all of Brad Knoll's influences. Mm. Like, oh, these are actually other old like roots reggae songs, mm. and I just got absorbed with it all. Like, it, it just I ended up loving reggae and trying to incorporate every influence I've had into like what I write now. So. And uh, the the story with the whole reggae thing—it's just it just what came naturally, and 
That's what I enjoy playing now. Is there, is there a scene up there for that? Like in, in there New Hampshire? Is. There is. In there's New Hampshire and uh, Southern Massachusetts, um, there's uh, there's a lot of like um, like grassroots like festivals that people go dar- deep into the woods and build stages ah, and like wow. there's a really cool festival scene um, and in general like there's Hampton Beach um, in New Hampshire. Um, Granite Lion Entertainment puts on all the best reggae shows in, in the area and it's all new too within the last four or five years I'd say more and more reggae really? bands have been popping up on the uh, northeast yeah it's funny because uh, Mike Love you know we, we recorded him a while ago and yeah. he started doing all these festival tours in, in places that I, I didn't really realize that it was uh, reggae was a big deal but yeah. man he's really done a lot too with that yeah so, I got to actually play with him at uh, Bernie's Beach Bar in New Hampshire oh, wow. oh really him and the Green they, they were there a couple years ago oh that's right and the Green oh, wow. too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at your tattoos. You've got all these sleeves that are all, look, you know. Oh yeah, I'm a poser. I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've always been influenced by this area and uh, what I do and my music and my vibe. And I don't know. I, I, props to my man Jamie at Shogun in New Hampshire. He hooked nice. me up with all yeah. this. Awesome. Those are like those are really cool, man. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, you know what's funny is it, it, when it, it makes me think back. So in um. In like 2003, I was playing in a, like a Hawaii, Hawaii country band, and we did a, the Careville Music Festival, which is uh, out. Is it's it's about an hours outside of San Antonio, uh-huh. and it was just like you drive through some bushes and there's a clearing, <laughs> and then bam, there was a stage, and like I don't know how they set that up, and like it was, so Peter Paul and Mary was the headliner, mm-hmm. and then there's just a bunch of like festival bands you know country kind of like country music kind of stuff we're the only hawaii band obviously but yeah there's just stuff like that that yeah. goes on right that backwoods festivals it's when you when you first started i mean was the transition unusual for people like when you just started because it's not like you popped out as this fully formed reggae artist that just <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like you play in a metal band and then you go I think I'm gonna go with reggae. <laughs> it was weird at first because honestly, the only contacts I I had were like metal promoters back home and, yeah. and hard rock bands and stuff. So I started with like weird mixed genre shows in New Hampshire uh, where I we played like like a VFW hall and it was me and like a metal band and like an alternative <laughs> like a rock Priest band. And, band and you're yeah. Going, <laughs> well, you sing for you, but I don't know. Yeah, and uh. I mean, at first, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. It, more so for me, trying to like find, like where the, where, you fit. where the right shows would be or where I would fit, and then um, pretty organically, I, I met up with uh, Paul Haley was putting on small shows, and um, there's bands like Super Nothing back home, The Elevators, they're from Southern Massachusetts, um, and Roots of Creations from New Hampshire as well, and there there wow. is like. A huh. small yeah, yeah, um, yeah. hub. Very, very dedicated group yeah. of people just to... Because, okay, I, I have to say, I'm thinking of... Mass, the, the Massachusetts I'm thinking of is it's freezing cold in the middle of the winter. Oh, yeah. You and the see last thing you're going to do yeah. is go to a reggae show in the yeah. middle of the woods. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's smoking a lot of ganja. If you, <laughs> if you smoked enough pot where you're like, dude, you know what we need to do? We need to play reggae in the middle of the forest in the middle of winter. I can't, <laughs> feel, like, I can't feel my legs, man. But it's okay, man. It's okay. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> so the, I think that's where, the, that's where, for me, I'm like, wait. Okay, because summertime, dude, it's hot as hell. Yeah, I mean, just uh, sorry. I mean, I've I've traveled around, sure. so I mean, I've sure, I've yeah. been to those areas where in the middle of the summer it is. It's like being in Jamaica. It's hot. so you're just standing there sweating, right? You finish showering and then you're starting to sweat already. Something and okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, for sure. Reggae music for half sure. Half the year, half the year in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, yeah. um, it gets very hot and very humid, um, but then frigidly cold in the winter. <laughs> uh, and uh, I actually my my first single I've put out as Joe Sambo was mm. called How We Do, and uh. it it, it kind of explains like growing up in New Hampshire and I have a line where like I I feel like I'm the only one playing reggae in the winter. <laughs> it's like That's me so doing cool, Snow man. Angels and I'm drinking out of a like a tiki glass and it's pretty funny. 
Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I love your take on the music just because it's very, I mean, it's very, it comes from a very authentic place because you really do um, have an affinity for it. And I mean, you learned it the right way. So, for sure. but you can hear all your influences like the. <laughs> well, because my, my partner in, in the high session show is this guy named Dave. And, and I'm like, dude, you got to hear this guy. He's got yeah. like this sublime, his favorite band is sublime. So yeah. I was like, you gotta, you gotta listen to him. Kyle too. By oh, the really? Way. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, I'll tell you my sublime story that I've <laughs> okay. told many times. It's a sad story. <laughs> this is, this it is, is a, a sad this story. is a tragedy. But Sublime used to come here quite often when they were kind of newer band, you know, before they blew up and stuff, because of the Southern Cal reggae tie, you know, they'd come down and play a lot, and so. Um, I was a surfer dude in, in high school and, you know, like was into all of that. And at um, World Cafe, when it was not the one in Restaurant Row, but it was the one that was behind um, Centrally Yours in the, when it was just a parking it's lot okay. that they just put he, wall, he has no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was a concert and it was like Red Session, Dread Ashanti, and then Sublime. These like are all Sublime big was local the, bands. the headliner, you know? Yeah, and I, so I was like, oh, I'll go to that. So then I was there, you know, and it was, I think Red Session when it started like 9 or 10 or something like that and everyone played long so it was about 1.30 almost 2 o'clock and Sublime hadn't even come on stage yet Wow! and I was like Fuck, I'm tired man I'm gonna go home like <laughs> it's yeah I can always come back and see them again another time or whatever so I just I never went and then that was your chance that was to my see chance them. to see Sublime oh man I think I think that's like right when Waiting for My Ruka came Wait, out yeah 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 And so that was the only song that like anybody knew from them so they weren't like huge yet you know mm-hmm. yeah but i was like ah oh, man that's how i just kick myself every time because i could have seen them live but it's one of those weird stories too where like a lot of their music got even more popular after brad and old oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's yeah. true he's like he's like forrest gump but the one where he missed everything like this much <laughs> like something really cool happens and john's like he just ah, missed i want to go home and he just goes <laughs> home and he misses the thing every time so the moral of the story is if you have a band that you like you should go see them go see them and, yeah. and I, I always thought about that after because it's like you know like we went to see def leopard mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. it's like when bands come, I try to see them because it's like, hey, you never know. They may never come back. You yeah. know? So you got to just kind of go see them. Absolutely. Although I went to see Christopher Cross and he sucked. <laughs> that's, that's something totally different. Wow. Are you going to edit that out? No. Because <laughs> if you I, try to have Christopher Cross on, he's never going to come on. I don't want on. Christopher don't Cross on here, man. <laughs> I don't have anything personal with the guy, but... You know, I feel jipped out of my he was, 80 bucks. In John's defense, he was really bad. He just kind of stood there and sang. Wait, we all went, wait did he sound good at least? He sounded, he sounded okay. all right. He yeah. just wasn't entertaining. Yeah, no, yeah. he just stood there. He stood there. Well, what and did he you just, expect and he for a guy that's old and he, and he sang and his voice was okay, but he's a giant overweight dude now. Oh. His backup singer sang. His way backup singers were great. Oh, she was fantastic. Yeah. They were they were tremendous. She was fantastic. But he but was just it, like, was, it wasn't that. It was the iPad staring at the iPad yeah, the whole time. Singing the words. Which really threw me off because like I told Justin. The songs he wrote? Yeah. yeah. Does he need yeah, the words to sailing? He's probably watching. He's watching uh, something, you know. You want to say he's watching porn, didn't you? On the, you know, you he's, watch watching, he's watching the game on you the You wanted iPhone. to say it, John. Come on, just say it. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> this podcast going to get me in trouble. All right, back to Joe. Sorry. sorry anyway. So, <laughs> so what brings you to Hawaii? Uh, a couple things. Well, so um, I put out a few singles in the last few months. Um, my first single, Beef. Um, Love it. Love that song. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, it's been spinning on um, the radio, FM 100, um, and since then, it's just been spinning and spinning and spinning from what Law Records, have, to my record label Law, has been telling me um, that it's doing really well out here, and there's a few outlets that they have. Mm-hmm. They were like, let's go to Hawaii, let's yeah. book you a few shows, get you acquainted with the people here, and and I was like, hell yeah, I've always wanted to come here, so... Is it, I was going to say, is that a hard sell? Because it's like, on one hand, it's Hawaii, but you're in Florida, which is very nice as well. Yeah. So it's like, man, do I want to fly, you know, 18 hours to get to Hawaii? Just to- yes, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For me, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, this place has influenced me, as you can tell. Yeah, I yeah, want. Yeah. I've always wanted to come here as a kid. And uh, to be able to come here because of the music I've been creating, it's like such a surreal experience for me right now. Literally right now, it's like, 
I'm in Hawaii. This is yeah. awesome. Nah. Cool. And, you're, so, and you're on a podcast. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess my question to you too is, do you have questions for us as people who live here? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Since you're visiting. We've never, we've never is there anything been. that we can impart to you? Yeah, so I, I have like two days free and I want to do like a hike of some sort. Okay. And we I can't help you with that because none of us hike. But <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> no, I hike. Well, I'm kidding. I don't. I'm kidding. I don't really hike myself. I know that's not like. But, you should want to hike. But man. I wanna. I wanna check out some sites. I wanna see okay. some great views. Okay. Go to the Makapu Lookout. Say, you gotta a, say that again. Makapu Lookout. Okay. It's a. It's an easy hike. The lookout. It's paved, and you go up to the lighthouse, and you can see the. Oh, that's it's the lighthouse there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say down or Diamond Head, right? Yeah. Diamond Head. Dude, Diamond Head, man. There's like. The crater. Yeah, I never saw that actually. But yeah, so what you talking about, man? I, never went I heard the some of them were paved. So yeah, a lot of them are paved. It's not, the, it's not yeah. the paved thing; it's the this thing. It's yeah. the elevation okay. yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if you're not. Yeah, we're not going to send up. you out into the mountain to get lost. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you to go eat at Helena's, and I'm yeah. going to tell you to go. Well, eat that was my next question: where to eat? I had Rainbow's Drive-in today. Oh, good. Rainbow's good. Good. That's a good start. Helena's Hawaiian food is a must. Stop at okay. Um, what else is there? There's Ruger Market. Ruger Market, yes, for Ruger Market as well. Um, it kind of depends what you want to eat because Hawaii is very eclectic with our with our taste profile, right? Yeah. So you you can have really really good Japanese food, you can have really killer Chinese food, you can have really great Hawaiian food. So it kind of depends what you want to eat because there's also Pacific Rim cuisine, which is kind of a mix of everything. But a little bit on a higher level. So not, we have a place a lot called of good barbecue. I mean, there's Korean kind of barbecue, but not, you're not. But getting see, like that's what I think. For him, like, I don't know if you get Korean barbecue. So um, back home, I live in Key West, Florida, yeah. mm. and where I play every week, Hank's Hair of the Dog. There's a place called Garbo's in the back, and they have okay. Korean barbecue tacos Ooh. that are. Out of this oh, really? world. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if it's anything like I don't think Korean ever, barbecue here, but I don't think there's such thing as Korean barbecue tacos in Hawaii. Well, no, no. well they're you know, delicious. You, is, you guys gotta come to Key West. Yeah. I'll feed you there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll meet you over there. Um, but I guess we were talking about before the podcast poke. Yes. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. I've had my fair share of poke, but I heard like there's different flavors and di- yeah. different spots yeah, to go here we're gonna spoil you if you're here man. okay because you're not gonna yeah. you're gonna get back to well, actually, this is crap i'm not gonna eat this anymore <laughs> we actually have some poke in the fridge for you okay yes. after this you can yeah, sweet yeah so you can try it for yourself awesome yeah. yeah okay so i think with the food i think we're capable of definitely you walking out of here with a list you know places <laughs> yeah. that you can go um, the hikes, yeah, I would say Makapu Lighthouse or Diamond Head, and we can give you directions for that. So hey, if you want to do that, are you are, are you like hanging out in Waikiki this week, or are, are you? Um, I I'm hanging out mostly in where are we staying, Steve? Milani. Milani. Oh, oh, wow, where, that's where we're staying. We're in a in a house. Yeah, one of our buddies is where we're staying at one of their oh, houses. Oh, nice. yeah. Okay, that's always and, I always like that. You know, when when you go touring. You normally stay in the hotels, but every once in a while you do get to stay at someone's house. It's not, I always find that pleasant. I love it. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's different than a hotel, that's for sure. Yeah. They have dogs. I get to sleep with a dog and oh, got a yeah. dog. There you go. I love there dogs. But uh, I think it, it, since you've never been here before, I mean, I'd recommend going into Waikiki. Park okay. at the Royal Hawaiian Center and then walk around. Yeah, go check. Out the beach. Yeah, go check on. Walk onto yeah. on Waikiki Beach. I don't know. Is, is Waikiki Beach... Use a lot of sunscreen. Yeah, 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 yeah. be very uncomfortable at your yeah. show later on that <laughs> night. I can't imagine trying to put on a, a guitar strap with with a big bad uh, sunburn. Sunburn, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that to yourself, yeah. man. So you're playing tonight, which by the time everyone hears this will be too late. Yes, but yeah. the, on the seventeenth you got a gig too, right? Where is that? Yeah, the seventeenth I'll be at Shorefire. Shorefire. Um, I think okay. it. I think it's like eight to eleven. Okay. Wow. Uh, Three hour set. Do you have a band with you, or is it just going to be? I'm, so- I'm solo here. Wow. Today. So when you do solo, is it just uh, do you do looping and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, like, oh, I you do. do. I actually oh, okay. have uh, a sample pad so I can do all the percussion stuff. Oh, myself really? Too. Wow! Okay. It makes it more interesting because I mean, sometimes playing reggae acoustic, um, I like you need the bass line. You need yeah, you need yeah, the yeah, rhythm. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I like to add all that stuff in. John's, John learned your bass lines. Did you? No, I did. I did. I totally. I totally. We we just want to put them on. Yeah, normally I try to play along with the artists and stuff, and I just this week has been so bad at work, and so I I was like, oh my god, I want to learn, you know, like the 
lead lines and stuff like that, but I, I didn't do it. Dude, it's, so it's reggae music. It's fairly simple. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, two chords. Don't yeah. expect anything. Oh, man, you can, you can even make up your own bass line. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Make it more interesting for me. That's true. Well, well, tell us a little bit about the songs. Like, I, I know Beef and I know Overcome. Uh, Overcome is kind of an interesting song. Can you kind of talk about the the story behind that? Because yeah, it's uh, so, kind of like um, an inspiring track. Yeah, so Overcome, it's off my first record called The Wrong Impression. Um, it was one of those songs where, like, I, I mentioned details throughout my life. Like, not even just, like, life-altering details. But, like, I got in a car accident with my dad's truck. And I owed all this money. And, and like, little things that you accumulate and give you anxiety and make you like stressed out and the song is like dwelling back on it after you've gone through it and mm. it's now that it's like you've already dealt with it you're looking back and you're like i've overcame all this stupid bullshit mm. you know yeah. i don't know if i can swear on here but you're totally fine yeah we so, have the we have the, uh, the explicit, explicit thing cool right. please use it so to your advantage. so yeah. fuck there you go <laughs> say it again say it again say it again Fuck. <laughs> That's a drop. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Overcome is just dwelling on, um, or at least reminiscing to yourself about the stuff that you've been through, how it's made you better, and stuff that you're like, oh, yeah, I was so stressed out about that before. Why? Why? Because yeah, yeah. I'm fine now. Yeah. So it's really the gist of the theme of the song. And um, melodically, it just kind of came together and... Um, the guitar line was kind of like the first that was like the first part of the song that came to me um and then i just kind of built around that but hmm. nice and and are you one of these guys that because you write most of your stuff right everything i, yeah, I, I heard it was pretty original yeah so are you a melody first guy or do you Usually. start doing oh so you hear something in your head and you can construct the chord structure out of that it's different every time for me um more often than not it's when i'm like driving or doing something mindless and a melody will come to my head i'll pull out my voice memo and uh. sing sing the melody in at least sing the vowels that i picture lyrically not even the lyrics necessarily just the vowels i see the melody going to mm -hmm. and um fitting finding a hook to that and then building around that and um figuring out the right chord structures usually it's the melody first nice but and are you are you uh trained in any way in, in the sense of like uh guitar lessons or music last like were you or just dad have, and mom and just i have some i have some theory background but mostly it's by all by ear self-taught um I took piano lessons for years and years, drum lessons for years and years. Drums is actually my first instrument. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I feel like that's why I kind of gravitated towards like the reggae, just because of the rhythm and the, yeah. and the pocket yeah. and everything. So, uh -huh. But um, drums, piano, uh, those are what I took lessons with. I took some singing lessons. Um, by some, I mean, I did it for a couple of years, actually. But uh, <laughs> Not to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was actually for a while. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the only like classes or, or lessons I've taken uh, as far as instruments, guitar, self-taught. Um, I mean, I can read tabs. Yeah, but, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, you're going to fit in really well here. Sweet. Because yeah. that's how Hawaiian Pretty music much. is really. So awesome. it's a lot of like, oh, what key that in? Oh, it's just like it's this of, note. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of our interviews with other Hawaiian musicians is like, yeah, how did you learn? Well, I just watched my uncle play, and then that's how I got yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. All right. Well, um, let's see. Kyle, y you look concerned. Is everything okay? Oh, I don't know. No, my dog's acting weird, so I gotta go check <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay, though? I mean, you want to go do that? No, I'm okay. It's okay. He went and checked the rating and came back. Yeah. It's fine. I'll check again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Is this is this the point where you want us to jump in and ask him lots and lots of questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I was All a little right. bit, but I was a little worried about Kyle, so I'm trying to talk and at the same time, but it clears my mind. Don't worry. Okay, okay. No, he's fine. He's okay. fine. Now, you guys. Yes. What is your favorite things to do living here? Well, they fish. We fish. <laughs> fishing. Yeah. Well, I say basically, they, they it's not really fishing. It's just being at the beach. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. enjoying. Cause you don't Hawaiian catch anything nature, when you fish. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we do that a lot. Um, I think Hawaii is a very social 
Everyone just likes it. I mean, anywhere, right? It's just getting together, having a couple of drinks, talking story. But in our case, it's a lot of it at the beach. Similar to yeah. Florida, I would imagine, right? Um, where I live, Key West, yeah. I live oh, yeah, on a very small island oh, myself. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, same deal. And what's, this, what's the scene like there? Like, how often are you gigging and what kind of clubs and all There's that kind of There's so thing? many places to play in Key West. Um, there's a strip. It's called the Vol Street. It's like... It's like Bourbon Street of Florida, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Duval Street's where everything is. You'll find bar after bar, strip clubs, Mm -hmm. restaurants. um, And off to the sides, like, there's amazing, amazing old houses, like, from the 1800s. And um, Ernest Hemingway's house is there. It's a really historic place. And that's where, like, all the pirate stories are from. Oh, really? There's a lot of history of pirating and all that. Um, not music, but uh, <laughs> well, um, they they sing their own yeah. songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's a unique place. I've only lived there since um, November. Yeah, what so, made you move to Key West? What's that? What made you move to Key West? Why would I? Well, no, I mean, obviously, the, it's much sunnier. The I mean, it is more temperate Be- because it's gorgeous and beautiful. Uh, okay, and, and there was an opportunity there for me to play. Oh, okay. And um, so. Like I said, Hank's Hair of the Dog is the place that I play. Um, yeah. I'm there four nights a week. Um, because in general, like there, there hasn't been a lot of places to play the last year. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. in New Hampshire for the winter. I would have been completely out of work. Yeah. And um, there was an opportunity for me to go to Key West. And um, they're pretty open in Florida. There's things that are still... There's still some restrictions. Like you got to wear a mask when you get up and go to the bathroom and when you sit down you can take it off and stuff like that oh i thought it was but a free fall out there i didn't know there was still stuff. it, it depends it goes from like county to county if you go to like i don't know if miami or orlando or like it's it seems pretty it's free on. for all yeah. but in key west they're they're a little more um they'd like to protect the spot and mm. they actually completely closed off the highway um last june around this time last year wow um they closed off the highway nobody was allowed there now in key wow. west is there like a equivalent to like a waikiki like a tourist place where everybody hangs out key and west local, is kind of the whole thing is it the whole thing like so waikiki? it's not it's not like oahu oahu is a big island key west is is it's like two miles in diameter it's really small oh okay but the keys i believe there's like 170 plus like small little keys down the coast so from key largo to key west it's like a two and a half hour drive um into oh, wow. the, into the ocean um the overseas highway is gorgeous um and I'm, i that's what took me and you guys mentioned fishing i moved there because of going out in the water and mm. either snorkeling or diving or anything like that that's why re- like that's where i fell in love with that mm. area mm. and on top of that um, Rob Benton, he's a friend of mine. He books all the stuff at Hank's Hair of the Dog, and he made me an offer, at, which um, I had couldn't to take. Have refused. I, it was an offer I couldn't refuse. Right, right. And uh, it was an opportunity, and I took it, and it's worked out really well. So I love like it there. The, you're almost like the house band, then. Yeah, I'm there four nights a week, so mm-hmm. it's it's I'm solo. I'm doing what I'm doing here. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of just doing my thing in Key West. Um, until things start opening up more around the country, I can start touring um, properly. Mm-hmm. Probably 2022 is so, around the time. But So as a kind of a younger artist, um, I know like social media and online and all that stuff is kind of important. Like how much time do you think you dedicate toward that versus playing and going out and gigging and stuff like that? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> I like gigging. Gigging <laughs> is my income. That's what I do. Um, social media... Um, again, signing with Law Records, they've opened my eyes to a lot of different ways and different yeah. outlets yeah, yeah. in order to uh, to expand my audience and get more people listening to my tunes, which is, is pretty much all I care about right. is people hearing the tunes and connecting with the tunes. Um, I'm a musician first, you know. I like I gigging is what I want to do, and uh, I mean the whole social media aspect. It's a whole new way of promoting that and if you're a musician and not taking advantage of it you're kind of stupid <laughs> i have to as much as i don't like it and want to i gotta bite the bullet and do my thing and share 
my music with as many outlets as possible and you know um inevitably good tunes are good tunes if people want to hear them i want yeah. them to hear it yeah, so. yeah yeah i mean um it's funny because uh going back to mike i was talking to mike love's manager who's now a mainland guy oh really and um he was talking about all the social media and the this and the that and the video and the promotion of this and then i was like holy crap this is a whole nother yeah. world you know when whole i was playing round. music it was like you try to become a, a a large act within your city yeah and then once you're known there then that'll get the attention of outside promoters who will then call and then you kind of do that but now yeah. it's like you just got to blast yourself out to the entire world. There is world. still an element of that yeah. for sure. There is. What you just explained. There is an element of that. And being out there in the public, like playing the gigs, people yeah. will know who you are locally. But uh, to broaden that, social media has been a huge help. And I even forgot to mention my uh, studio back home, Revelry Studios in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, they do it all. Um, Matt is the audio engineer. Tyler is the d- video director. Um, we got photography, we do music videos, we do audio, we do everything. And um, teaming up with them and having their knowledge and now having law on board and having their knowledge and their network, um, it's made my life a lot easier being able to depend on a great crew of people. That yeah. it, it takes more than just me. Right, I mean, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said, I'm a musician. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, and you have to have like your... your I don't want to say brand, but I mean your your look and the so you know the content. You can do your own with your iPhone and stuff like that, but getting good photos and good video and stuff and and that's why we even started this channel, the High Sessions channel, was because one day I was sitting around going, hey, I don't see anybody with any good video of themselves. You know, maybe we could do some videos of people. Yeah, you know that was kind of the. We well, have I all feel the like thing. like studios and um and channels in general they're, they're kind of broadening that like if you ran a, a recording studio there's there's more studios that are doing like video and photography and like they kind of have to throw their eggs in as many baskets as they can yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. because anybody and their mom can just buy a laptop with a garage band and make a cool sound and product you know so at that point it's like okay where else can we expand on that and in Revelry's case, it became video. Our friend Kyle's a phenomenal photographer. Our friend Sarah's a great photographer. Um, they just invested in a bunch of gear and lenses, and they got a really nice red camera. And like, oh wow, oh, dude, red. Watch it's out, it's all real real deal stuff. So um, I'm blessed to have met them, call them my best friends, and it's it's cool to be creating the content we're we're doing um, and the, the music that we're able to create too. It's it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, the video is like right here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was I was not ignoring you. I was just <laughs> going back to Texty McGee over here. Yeah, looking at the uh, looking at the video over here and yeah. all the all the different stuff you got to. So is it a lot of albums? Well, uh, less I have, singles. Like I have sing- one record and um, I've put out two or three singles since the first album. That's the mm-hmm. other thing that's changed too. Now people put out singles. singles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's become it's become very much like the Asian style of doing music where you would so like japan korea yeah, japan, you, you put out you put out a bunch of singles if the singles do well they give you an album yeah. if the singles suck then they just wasted their time on a single and then you're done oh so that's if you do that if you can do a, a bunch of solid songs then they go okay we'll, we'll let you we'll let you have it i like the artwork oh thank you very much yeah, yeah i appreciate it um, that actually, my girlfriend Olivia is a very talented graphic wow. designer. She does it herself. Pretty cool. Yeah. See, that's how you do it. Yeah. You find a girlfriend, <laughs> then this graphic, you babe. You know what? I got a <laughs> smart man. Yes, sir. Did yes, she, sir. Did she make the trip as well? She did not. Um, oh. Hopefully, when we come back in July, okay, um, huh? she'll be joining us. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying you better hook she's her up. Jealous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's very talented. Yeah. Um, it's 54 creative. Five four creative. Ah, okay, okay. okay. Wow, that's impressive. That yeah, see, that's where Kyle's interest goes. Is the yeah, yeah. The art yeah, yeah you were saying like, hey. you do graphic design yeah, graphic too. Design. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually, we're wearing one of his shirts. I am. Oh, he. Oh, yeah, he is. His yeah. Big shirt. And that artwork on there, um, it's my EP. It's coming out in August. Um, that is called Crazy Little Village, and the the image is supposed to. Um, be Key West. That's oh, like, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. The influence of Key West. Yeah, that's weird because I, 
well, you write good songs, so I can see standouts in your singles going out. But there's other bands that they're more like a I don't know show band or something like that. It's hard to do singles. Like I feel like in the old days, if Pure came out with singles, I don't know if that would have worked. Mm, I find it interesting because back home there's a good affiliation in the hip hop scene. <coughs> Our friend's studio does all the work for Joyner Lucas, okay. and um, they've done stuff for. Chris Brown and other people at this point and Joyner um, he calls it a record and when he says I'm putting out this record yeah, he means a single it's like a campaign of the thing it's the, the single the music video mm-hmm. and the marketing of one song and that's what he calls mm-hmm. a record I don't know if that's the whole hip hop world but um, from what I gather that's what they're calling it yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. yeah it's starting to it's moving in that direction just because uh, music, at least as far as our radio side goes, has become all—it's become all about the single. Because yeah, everybody just—they yeah. listen to the single over and over and over and over again, and then they're done, and yeah. then they just—it's gone and on to the next thing. Yeah, and pe- people's attention spans are not—it's crazy. Like they used yeah, to. or they just make—they yeah. make playlists, and it has nothing to do with the album. Like I can't—I can't imagine, you know, uh, Fleetwood Mac rumors without the actual sequence of songs. Mm-hmm. Call upon us first album. You remember, sp- I mean, I think even for reggae artists, uh, old, old-time old reggae artists, you remember, you know, the album Exodus. You remember it top to bottom. Yeah. You don't remember, yeah. you know, you remember certain sure. songs that are important to you, but the whole album, you just listen to well, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gold, like Green Day, American Idiot. Yeah. It's like one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. last albums that actually made sense if you put yeah. out an album and you listen Absolutely. to it yeah. one yeah. after another. And you know? if you want to dive into the realm of like, progressive metal like there's oh, a band yeah. called animals as leaders mm-hmm. and there's a band called between the bear and me that i'm a huge fan of that those those bands you like have to listen to the whole album yeah, yeah. for it to make sense because there's a whole flow to it you can't just have one song in because all the songs flow into each other yeah. so it Queen sounds like cambria yeah. does that as Queen well cambria right? has yeah. done albums like that right. cool concept albums He's like wait metal i don't <laughs> can you imagine like pink floyd only having one song i know <laughs> that's what i mean like i, I it's i, I get it because yeah if you if you try to jump in on a on uh, like let's go to let's go to track three it it launches into something else yeah it doesn't even because yeah. you'll hear you hear the end of the song but then the next song is happening already and it all it's like yeah because the, the intent is to yeah. listen to the whole thing yeah. beginning and end yeah it's really fascinating you know? yeah but so. like i said i don't think a lot of people have the attention span to listen to a 45 minute hour long record these days right. well to be honest just... like a lot of stuff i find is just on youtube yeah like it'll be a one-off recommended and i'm like oh and then i'll go down a rabbit hole of that person or whatever so i can see where releasing them one at a time would make sense yeah can i can i ask him his metal questions yeah yeah because he's got me all excited about metal music you listen to metal (laughs) oh yeah dude i mean i'm not i'm not into the i'm not into the one where they're growling instead of singing that's my that was my Uh, i know i know i know because i can hear it in your voice the death metal (laughs) yeah the death metal and you know like uh what is it like slayer and slayer but i mean what was your what was your gateway drug for lack of a better I would it. say Metallica. My brother, mm-hmm. my brother Anthony, he loves got me into Metallica really young. Yeah, um, good man. I was always into Metallica. That's that's the answer. Now, now when they went to uh, load and those where they cut their hair and they did, load were you reload. upset or were you? I don't remember. I was still probably like He's eight young. years old. He was old. like five. <laughs> <laughs> I got into Metallica. The Black Album. Um. So I was born in 1992. See, see, see. The he Black looks older album than came us, out in '91. Oh, okay. And oh my God, I got I got into Metallica when when like like Death Magnetic, not Death Magnetic. That's the newest album. Yeah, Saint Anger. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I that did was, not like Saint no, Anger. No, that was not. That's a, the one they that did was a whole bad documentary. Album. It was awful. Yeah, that yeah was, they did a yeah, whole documentary. Yeah. and they have the worst sound experience. The drums drum are ever horrible. Yeah. The drums are horrible. I don't know what the, hell, know they what the hell they were thinking. Yeah, yeah. But that's that was Lars? around the time yeah. I got into oh, Metallica. Okay. Oh man! And, and so then you had to go back to get so Master of Puppets. My first album was Ride the Lightning. Oh, nice. Mm. That that album. Or okay. the album like that had like Trapped Under Ice and yeah, yeah. all those. Yeah, that's, so that's their right early right. stuff yeah. is what I got into when I was a kid. And then oh, System man. of a Down okay. and bands yeah. like that. So um, Five Finger Death Punch, stuff like that? Nah. No? Corny. Too corny for you? Too corny for oh, me. Oh, okay. Nah. okay. Well, like, it wasn't until like Corn and all that? Corn, when I was a kid. <laughs> corny. When I was... <laughs> 
They're a little corny. <laughs> I know, I was like, mm, wow. Okay. No, uh, I kind of dabbled in corn when I was a kid, but um, it was shortly after like the Metallica thing. I started hanging out with my cousin Jesse more and more, and he was listening to like Children of Bodom and Psyopus oh, and all these crazy oh, yeah. death metal mm. bands. And then that's what got me into like screaming metal. Like, yeah. So when dying. you say you played in a metal band, you played in that kind of a band. Um, for for us, it was it was called post hardcore, and we <laughs> I sang and played guitar. I was a singer, and then we had a front man who was the screamer. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So it was it was a lot more melodic. It was it was a lot more um, groovy, I guess. Um, but there was still like really heavy breakdowns. Was the it wasn't quite. What's that? Was the screamer's only job to scream? Yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> I sang awesome. some harmonies with me, but I still don't know how you do that. I do not know how you. It is a vocal technique. There is yeah. a technique is to it. Technique? Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. Um, I forget the lady's name, but her name is like uh, Melissa Hart or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole like series on YouTube of her demonstrating like the correct really? way to scream. What comes to mind is to Chester sing. I'm Betty wondering Phil, how yeah. he can sing the next song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. just amazing. How a, you- a lot of it is mic technique because it may seem like you're you're screaming loud, but, but it's not. But you're using the mic to amplify your sound. So, I mean, it is still stressful on the vocal cords, but there's a way to do it so you can. You can yeah. get through a show. Even somebody like Dave Grohl, right? I mean, how yeah, do you go through Dave a whole yeah, concert just, like yeah, that? A whole concert. And you go, He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. 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 I was, yeah, because I was wondering about that. Because playing in a metal band, I, I didn't know if it was a Metallica thing or if it was a... Oh, blah, 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 <laughs> <that kind of laughs> thing. It was more like the second one. It was one. more like the second <laughs> one. I just, well, the, the speed of it, too. I don't know how you... So were you lead or were you rhythm? I was a rhythm guitar player. Oh, okay. We actually had three guitar players. Whoa! So what I I played rhythm guitar. Yeah. We had a bass player who played rhythm, and um, two lead guitar players who would do like harmonized. Oh yeah! Like, yeah. Oh nice, like Thin Lizzy or hey, there's nothing yeah. better than yeah. harmonizing like guitars. Oh, okay. man. No, it was cool. It's we we, awesome. we took advantage of having having that extra guitar. Um, in most cases, three guitars is not really needed, but yeah. But well, that's the thing. Like Iron Maiden has three guitars now, yeah. and you go, "Wow, really? Isn't that kind of overkill?" But it works. Yeah. They figured out a way for everybody to get their little piece of the pie. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to get you back into metal music. No, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm still into metal. I still listen to metal all the time. Oh, yeah, okay. Every once in a while, you just bust it out in a concert and flip everybody out. So, oh, <laughs> like at one of my concerts, <laughs> well, it's kind of weird because there is this like. So there's people who knew me from my metal band back in the day. Yeah. And then they see me playing reggae and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> and then there's people who know me from playing reggae and they'll see all my old music videos and oh. my old music and they'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> so um, it, it's, been, it's been weird, but uh, sometimes if there's a friend of mine who knew of my old band, one of, the, one of the, our big songs was named Sonnets. Mm-hmm. And so every time I would... Uh, play my i would be at my reggae show yeah and and they go play sonnets i'll be like god <laughs> i'd play the first part of the riff and then i'd stop <laughs> <laughs> but uh man it one of these days i would love to play another metal show just, just mix it up right just to yeah. just to, the energy release of like yeah. i i miss that you know it's the reggae shows are fun but the energy release of a metal show yeah like, i went course. to I went before COVID. I saw this band Meshuga. They're oh, one of my, Meshuga's You know crazy. Meshuga? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah. And they have this song "Bleed," and they're they're I think Swedes. So he goes, um. "Are you guys ready to bleed?" <laughs> and then the song the song started like right after he said "Bleed." Are you ready to bleed? And uh. Like I don't know what came over me. It was years and years, but like since I've moshed, but I was like, <laughs> I went crazy. There's something about that energy release at a metal show. That's that's like, what's, that's that's why it's so interesting that you have this. Like you are at the opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. with regards to. I mean, you could be classical music would probably be even more so, but the fact that you're doing reggae, which is this kind of you know, mellow thing where you're hanging out and you're playing the music yeah. did your choice of guitar it, you know, and change? then you're doing that other thing what's that did your choice of guitar change definitely yeah I mean, uh, were you playing like a what did we play, well, like I, a when i was playing metal i was playing uh a schecter okay and um with reggae when if we're talking electric i, I use a fender telecaster okay yeah are you left-handed yes sir oh okay yeah. so do you 
Did you switch the strings or do you play upside down? So I play a right-handed guitar, upside down, lefty. Mm-hmm. Short answer: I'm a weirdo. That's wow. really no, 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 no. no, no, no. Uh, there's a lot of people only, here to I, do that. Yeah, I only, I only ask because uh, Kyle has a electric guitar. Oh yeah. So I think maybe for like the Patreon part, uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to hear. Let's hear some riffs. It's I a brand new Schecter. You have a Schecter. Right over there. So that's a Schecter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. So we may uh we may have to branch play a little some bit, buddy. Okay. Yeah. On that. There you thing. go. Little buddy. I can do out. dive bombs. You got the Floyd Rose on there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it makes Ooh, me think I about that. Yeah. So so there's a there was an artist here that's very beloved. His name is Uncle Willie K. Mm. And so Willie K is very famous here in Hawaii for his Hawaiian local style music and stuff. But the guy was just like a killer. Guitarist. Guitarist on yeah. anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he was he was an eccentric fellow, if you can put it that way. <laughs> and so yeah. you would get um you'd go to a Willie K concert and then sometimes you'd get like the regular, you know, Hawaiian stuff, and every once in a while he'd just be like, I'm gonna play blues tonight. And it's just and like electric <laughs> and you're like, Whoa, okay, this is That's not cool. what I was expecting. So I love that. It makes me think of uh Willie, you know, like the yeah, his, uh, yeah. I mean his he he just had he had the uh, dynamic and genre. And I, I think that um that ability to flow between styles, the appreciation of the different styles helped make him a much more uh, a much better artist. Yeah. I, I thought. Because if you've grown up only doing one style of music there's a whole set of stuff that you just don't appreciate. Right? Yeah. So as a person who's played metal, you can appreciate harmonics. You can appreciate the speed and the, the energy mm, that comes yeah, out of yeah, it. Right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. then you do reggae, which is a complete opposite sort of uh, style. But you can still add that that power and that grace to it that maybe people don't expect, which I think is really cool. For sure. There's actually yeah. uh, a new song that it's unreleased. It's probably not going to come out till next year, but uh, it's called Boomer Economy. Mm-hmm. It, it's calling out all the boomers. Ah. Uh, it was more of a shot at my dad than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, dad. Um, but uh, that song, when it's released, people definitely hear my my metal influence in that ah. song. Sure. Oh, interesting. It's very fast. Um, if you're into like bands like Less Than Jake or... Yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. Okay. Like that. Um, okay. It's really fast, up tempo, and then more ska influence. But um, yeah. Who's your favorite ska band? My favorite ska band, the Scatolites, all day. Scatolites, okay. Old school ska. Uh, as far as like modern ska, I, I haven't really listened to ska in twenty years. I don't even know if there are. I, I wouldn't even know if there are new ska bands. Like, well, so there's like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Big D and the Kids Table is one of my favorites of all time. Mm. Um, but like authentic ska, the Scatolites all day. Mm. Um, rock steady ska. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Those Agri-lights are, are cool. Too. Those are good days. The Agri-lights are amazing. Yeah. I love the Agri-lights. Yeah. They add an element of funk and mm-hmm. soul into that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, man. Good music is good music. No matter what. That's really... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. the more I think the you know, the more you experience of it, the better you, you are as a musician and you know, it makes you appreciate stuff. My favorite so. music of all time is funk. I love funk. Oh really? Yeah. Funk yeah. music, there's no way anyone can't like <laughs> yeah. To yeah. a funk groove. I got Tower of Power and Lettuce tattooed on my leg. Really? Really? Yeah. Tower oh. of Power is my favorite band of all time. You're kidding me. I'm serious. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Wolf Peck. I um, love Wolfpack. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> that's your yes. best yeah. right there, yes. So I just put it on and I do my work, you know. Yeah. And it, yeah, you can't help but move, it's right? A like, groove, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a awesome. groove. It's awesome. Okay, well, well, spirits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Weird. Those guys are so good. Okay, so we have our final section. We're gonna bring Steve in to help us with this, <laughs> but because Steve is my tour manager slash best bud. Nice. Because we're a music channel. So, Steve, you can think about it because we're going to have Joe go first. <laughs> um, we ask all of our guests, if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of your life and you could only take three albums with you to listen for the rest of eternity, what would those three albums be? Three albums. Yeah. Ooh. Well, live 1998 Soul Vaccination from Tower Power. Oh wow! Okay. Live album, um, live from Oakland, California. That's a great one. Um, 
Man, second album, full album. Hmm, that's a tricky one, man. It is. I'm getting wall over here. <laughs> it's just that Steve's like, don't ask me. So <laughs> there's that one. Then there's uh, um, Fly from Lettuce. Okay, um, okay. And 40 Ounce to Freedom. Sublime. Oh, oh, Sublime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's you know, a great album. Those are my three. All right. Cool, Steve, are you sure you don't want to jump in? And well, 40 Ounce to Freedom would be my top. 40 Ounce okay, to Freedom. Okay, 40 Ounces oh, yeah. of Freedom would be his top as well. Then okay. Maybe like, maybe like a Doors album. Oh, okay. The Doors. Nice. Okay. I forgot you're a Doors guy. I love Jim Morrison. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like after that, I mean, maybe like yeah, I forgot to mention we we, we disqualify <laughs> greatest hits, which kind well, of would Bob Marley legend is isn't really such a greatest oh, hit. It's just legend. Can I retract <laughs> one of my answers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Dude, uh, songs in the key of life, Stevie oh, Wonder, nice. literally one of my favorite albums of all time. Okay. I always tell people when they bring that up, I have a uh, so at my old studio, our sound engineer. I don't know how he got it, but he got the individual tracks to a bunch of like pop songs, so you can you can solo out. And one of them was a Stevie Wonder superstition. Oh, nice! So you can like just he got all the wave files for it. Yeah, so you can like Ooh, solo out Stevie's voice, and you can just hear the bleed coming through the thing and him singing, and it's like, oh my god! This I guy's love that yeah, stuff. That sounds I, I actually I did that with um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I got oh really? Got the individual tracks. Yeah, I don't know how. You guys do that. It's probably so. It's it's really whatever studio owns whatever music they can oh, distribute it somehow. I see. I, I see. Um, I I worked at a uh, company named Media Results <laughs> doing jingles back home. Okay. And uh, one of my things in training me, they were like, "All right, you gotta you gotta mix Bohemian Rhapsody," and I was like, "Oh, really? All right." So they sent wow. me all the tracks, and I, I I had to make my own mix of wow. the song. Yeah, it was That's cool. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, th- well, Joe, we're gonna say goodbye to our YouTube audience right now. We'll come back to our patrons Peace. with some music yeah. in just a second. Let's do it. See you.